It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. Thanks to Riley Smith's seventh goal of the year and to help us break this one down we go back up to the radio booth and bring in the voice of the golden knights dan duva and you know dan eight in a row for the golden knights 12 2 and 0 so far on the season like at what point do we start to look at this team and, and we stop saying well it's early and 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 announce that the golden knights feel like they're back to where they were going into last season yeah sheldon keith said as much this morning ryan there might have been a, a blip last year with the Knights fading down the stretch. They could not clinch a playoff spot uh, despite having seemingly overcome much of the injury woes through the year. They just weren't able to trudge across the finish line to get a playoff spot, even though they were very close. But with the health restored, uh, this is um, what the team ought to look like. Of course, there were a couple of tweaks coming into this season, but primary uh, focus is the health of everybody and uh, new coach of course and so that uh, and you heard Shea Theodore talking about it a few moments ago and uh, just in chatting with several of the players casually about the feel of this group there there really is a sense of fun Keegan Colasar talked about it on the pregame show and talked about what an honor it is to not just get to play with but to get to know uh, the experienced veterans and everybody in the room and he said there's a lot more to learn, and I think that that's a mindset that the entire group has, that while they are doing well, they are still learning what Bruce Cassidy wants them to do. And hey, everybody's trying to improve with every game. That's kind of the object of all this, right? But I would say that uh, this is a, a group that, at the same time as it knows it can continue winning, uh, these guys, enough of them have been through it to know that the points they're banking right now um, you know, will very likely play in down the stretch. So it's great. Like, the, the role that they're on, fantastic. They're playing better. They're learning about each other. They're learning Bruce Cassidy. But all of these points, uh, you know, in the bank could very much um, impact where the Knights are standing come, uh, come the spring. You know, Dan, you, you remarked on the balance of this Golden Knights team. Obviously, uh, production tonight comes from Nick Waugh, Jack Eichel, and then a pair from Riley Smith, one shorthanded, one in overtime to win it. And, you know, when you start to, to really parse through where the Golden Knights are at, uh, William Carlson consistently hitting the score sheet on a night-to-night -night basis. Same thing with Jack Eichel. You're getting it from basically all of your lines, maybe outside of your third line. Uh, is that one of the things that you look at as, as defining this Golden Knights team early is just the balance that they've gotten in production? Yeah, it's balance in production, but I think that there's a balance in how the lines are utilized, how the minutes are spread around. Now just look at, for example, on Toronto's side, Austin Matthews played over 23 minutes today, and that's more than any of the Golden Knights defensemen. Now don't get me wrong, Austin Matthews is one of the great players of his generation, but it means that the Leafs are not as balanced when one of their forwards is accruing that many minutes. And while Jack Eichel might be in that category of a player of his age, his generation, among the best in the National Hockey League, now Bruce Cassidy talked about it earlier today. You know, Jack understands that he's not going to be the guy 
in every situation because there are so many other talented players on the team that balances everything out. Uh, they're, um, you know, like Ovechkin is on both power play units in Washington. Jack is not on both power play units here. That, I think, is a strength. I think Jack has embraced it. I think that you can embrace it more easily because there are results. The team is winning. So it, it's balance, you know, and the productivity, as you point out, Ryan, rightfully so. I think it's more than that. I think that each of the players recognize that there's going to be a distribution of minutes that's relatively balanced. You're not going to have too many guys that are just dominating uh, the time on ice on a night-to-night basis. And even though the third line has not kicked in offensively, I think that they allow the Knights to hold serve in a lot of situations. And, yeah. hey, Brett Howe didn't hit the post tonight. You know, there were chances for that group. Um, so it, it, you can look and say that that line is not being as productive. Of course, that's true. But uh, they continue to win. And when, <laughs> when the team is winning and you, you begin to pull out uh, the microscope to see what things can be improved upon, well, there's always something that can be improved upon. But uh, they've, they've won now eight straight. So I, I think that the balance is there. They're, um, you know, the third line, I, I'll put it to you this way, Ryan, just because the third line is not producing a whole heck of a lot does not mean that they just get buried and, and don't play. I mean, Kessel and Howden each played over 10 minutes. Amadio was under because he was in the box. But, um, you know, even, uh, you know, for Kessel, who gets power play minutes, Howden, who gets shorthanded minutes, those guys are going to be utilized. Uh, only if you were to see the minute numbers really dip would I have fear about a uh, lack of balance. Now, one of the other things that you look at with this Golden Knights team, and we've remarked on it uh, a couple of times during this, this road trip, is that they're unflappable in certain situations. There's there's a calm about them regardless of what's happening around them, whether or not they're not able to convert on some chances. They just continue to play their game. Um, it, it's something to be said that this team is just kind of in that zone right now early on in the year. They're not flustered, and they're not desperate. I think there is yeah. somewhere between uh, urgency and desperation. There, there, there's some kind of distinction in there, Ryan, where if things aren't going their well, uh, going their way, and they're not going well, uh, you know, like they, they find a way to, you know, sort of center themselves as a group. There might be players upon whom you can uh, put the responsibility of scoring a critical goal, like a Jack Eichel, yep, or a defender like. You know, Alec Martinez to block a shot. Yeah, you, you expect those guys to do those things. But there's not uh, a desperation in in this group. that They, they have a, a controlled mentality when it comes to recentering themselves. And uh, they have come from behind once again. I mean, this it happened like San Jose was an example of wasn't going well. They hunkered down. They did what they needed to do in the third period. It's happened a few times even within this winning streak where they have had to recenter themselves um, they have not then you know they have not shown the signs of desperation where you, you kind of just go all out and abandon a system and you know it leads to to bad things typically uh, and the, the percentages go with the other team so I, I think that there is something to be said for that and over the long haul I think that that um, that ability just uh, builds upon itself all right, Dan, and last one, your thoughts on Buffalo on Thursday and Jack Eichel's return. Well, it is going to be, uh, you know, one of the few times this year where a singular player 
is the storyline. It so often was the case in the Knights' inaugural season where anytime you went to a building, there was some former player that was the star of the show and the focus for that particular night. And there usually wasn't too much animosity because those players were all more or less let go. This is different. Uh, so it does feel a little bit about uh, like that in that the focus will be on Jack. Um, but if there were a scenario in which Jack would want to take back to Buffalo, it's his team in first place in the National Hockey League with he leading his new team in scoring and coming off an overtime win against the Maple Leafs and the Canadians, the two most iconic franchises in the National Hockey League. So uh, all of that said, I think that there couldn't be a better circumstance uh, surrounding Jack's return to Buffalo this year. And uh, you know that with the way this team rallies around the players uh, to a man, that uh, the group is going to uh, not only seek to extend the winning streak for the team's sake, but they know what it means to Jack to play well and uh, and get a win against Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs and the guys in Buffalo. All right, excellent stuff. As always, Dan, great job tonight on the call. Uh, we will chat with you on Thursday. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 overtime victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Toronto Maple Leafs. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu-priced pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It on the power play, even strength on the penalty kill. What's so dangerous about William Carlson and Riley Smith together? Uh, their chemistry, right? They know exactly where kind of the they're going with them without the puck. And when they get in space, they, they sure make nice plays. And they have high-end skill, and they can finish. So um, good for Riley. We had a number of breakaways today. I thought their goalie was, was rock solid in those and uh, finally got one by him. What does the timeliness of the goals throughout this win streak say about the group? Well, we're resi resilient for sure. Um, we're learning how to win hockey games when we're not at our best, and tonight is a good example of that. We, we had some pox of the game where we needed to be better, and but we stayed in it. We've stayed in most games this year and found a way to win a lot of them, to be quite honest with you. In other games, we've been really good and deserved to win. Tonight was one of those ones where someone's going to have to make a play to probably pick us up and happen to be Carly and Riley. What have you liked most about the group during the eight-game winning streak? Is there one thing you can point to? There isn't, to be honest with you. I think it's, I guess, our, our balance, uh, if that can answer the question. Like I said, our power play was has picked up lately, been good tonight, didn't give us juice when we needed it, but our penalty kill did. And earlier, our penalty kill we had to pick up because it wasn't, you know, so uh, both goalies have played well, um, different people scoring. So there, there's not really one thing. There really isn't. Um, and sometimes that's good, right? It means you're just, the group is, is leaning on each other and whoever's turn it is, it is. I, I would say that, Probably Nick Wasline has been a really big part of uh, of our success, and it showed early tonight. They've been able to get us off and up and running. Logan said he feels like the entire group's bought into your system right from from day one. I'm sure that's refreshing to hear from your standpoint. Do, do you agree? Do you feel like everyone's? It is refreshing because you know it's what you're trying yeah. to to sell, and if you don't do a good job selling it, the guys aren't going to buy it. So I think they believe in it. Uh, they're now experiencing it where they can see some success coming from it. Again tonight we were things we need to correct but at the end of the day I think it's been good for our goalies they're younger guys that are not established in this league like some others so they need um, some layers of defense in front of them and I think 
like I said, our guys have bought into it. We've been pretty good in that area. Um, you know, and so far so good in that regard. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like anybody had any issues tonight for the Golden Knights. They have been largely healthy all season long, and that is a big reason why this team sits at 12-2-0, 24 points so far on the year. Let's take a look at the highlights in the game. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights' fourth line wasted little time making an impact as Nick Waugh scored just 45 seconds into the game. First to steal for Vegas, here's William Carrier charging left wing to the middle, backhand shot save, loose puck score! Nicholas Watt follows it up. The fourth line strikes 45 seconds into the game. Nick was fourth of the year from Will Carrier at 45 seconds, makes it one to nothing. Vegas. The Leafs would answer five minutes later as Timothy Lilligren buried a backdoor one-timer to tie the game at one. Let's get the puck in their own zone. Stevenson's line is on. Try to tuck it along for Stone, but it's intercepted. Here's a feed across and a lightning shot. Score! The Knights give the puck away on the breakout. Lilligren from the right wing side records his first point of the season. 1-1 tie, five minutes into the game. Timothy Lilligren, his first of the year from David Camp and Zach Aston Reese at 5.05 of the first period, tied the game at one. And with the first period winding down, Vegas would regain the lead as Jack Eichel forced a turnover, then finished the playoff for his sixth goal of the year. Jack Eichel's line has come on for Vegas. Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone. And Eichel breaks up a pass, leads to a chance. Stevenson, he centers for Stone, tipped home! Jack Eichel finished it! 2-1 to Golden Knights! Jack Eichel, sixth of the year from Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson at 17.55 of the first period, makes it 2-1 to one to Vegas, and that's where we'd stand after the first period. So the Golden Knights would take a 2-1 lead into the second period and had a couple of breakaway opportunities early on in the period. They weren't able to beat Eric Schalgren, and then the Leafs started to turn things on, and Logan Thompson had to make a couple of big-time saves, one of which on Mitch Marner. Leaves through center, Hull lugs it in, through the right side, he shoots, kicked out, rebound, another save, Thompson. Rebound, loose at the left side of the net, around to the right, Marner shoots, save. Thompson reversing back to his left for that last stop. Those saves were our AAA insurance saves of the game. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you out smart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson coming up big, but the Leafs would once again erase a one-goal deficit as Mitch Marner pulled the puck off the wall, made a heck of an individual play, and tied the game. Pinned to the railing by Whitecloud. Colasar tries to pull it loose instead. It's Marner. Left circle. Now he shoots and scores! Top left corner from Mitch Marner. Impressive puck handling as he emerged from the left circle towards the slot. He went glove side on the right and pitching Logan Thompson. Mitch Marner ties the game. Mitch Marner's third of the year from Austin Matthews and Rasmus Sandin at 13.50 of the second period ties it at two. And three minutes later, the Leafs would take their first lead of the game as Timothy Lilligren scored his second goal of the year. 
into the slot. Marner, extra pass, score! second goal of the game. He had no points in two games coming into this one. The defenseman rips it home from the left circle. Lots of sustained offensive zone time for the top Toronto line. But it's the defenseman who puts it home. Toronto has its first lead, 3-2, with 3.04 to go in the second. Timothy Lilligren, his second of the year for Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley at 16.56 of the second period, made it 3-2 to two Toronto, and the Golden Knights went from leading 2-1 to one to down 3-2 to two going into the third period. And midway through the third period, the Golden Knights would be tasked with killing a Mike Amadio penalty. On the penalty kill, William Carlson and Riley Smith jumped out on an odd man rush to tie the game. Loose puck out to center, shorthanded two-on-one. Smith with Carlson, back to Smith, score! In his 700th career game, Riley Smith scores a shorthanded goal. His second shorthanded goal of the year. And his sixth overall, the Knights have tied it 3-3 with 8.17 to go in the third. Riley Smith from William Carlson and Braden McNabb at 11.43. The third period shorthanded ties the game at three and would send Vegas and Toronto into overtime. Once you got to the overtime period, it took all of 23 seconds for the Golden Knights to find the victory as Shea Theodore springs Riley Smith on the breakaway and the original misfit calls game. Smith comes ahead with Theodore, gets it to him right side. He shoots, blocks. Morgan Riley hustling back to defend. Knights are 2-0 in overtime this season. Toronto, a 1-2. Now Smith is in, backhander, he scores! Riley Smith got a little thread up the middle. A shimmy and a shake went to his backhand. Riley Smith scores his second of the contest, his seventh of the season. What a way to celebrate career game 700. The Knights defeat the Leafs 4-3 in overtime. Riley Smith, seventh of the year, second of the game from Shea Theodore and William Carlson, 23 seconds into overtime, would win it for the Vegas Golden Knights, 4-3. to three. That's your final. Vegas improves to 12-2-0, 24 points on the year, and is next in action on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. And if you're planning to watch Thursday's game in Buffalo, keep in mind that it is exclusively available to subscribers on ESPN+. Plus and Hulu. Check your streaming services in advance, then turn down the TV and sync up to your radio call this Thursday night from Buffalo. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Post Game Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime. Uh, you know, something Bruce Cassidy said that stands out to me is you look at learning how to win, and that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different teams, but the way Bruce framed it tonight after the victory is that this is a Golden Knights team learning how to win when perhaps they're not playing their best hockey or they don't have their best game or there are pockets within the game where the opposition is really having the the run of play. And that's what the Toronto Maple Leafs did in the second half of the second period. I thought Toronto was really good. Uh, the Golden Knights, they, they were in it. They were fine. They bent. They didn't break. But 
you know, for, for a Golden Knights team last year that never really got on the right footing when it came to hanging around in games and giving themselves a chance to win or at least get points out of games, uh, this is a big improvement going into this one. And he talked about a lot of different areas, right? There was an area a couple of games ago where the Golden Knights power play had to bail out their penalty kill. There were moments where the fourth line had to bail out your your top six and, and your third line had to come through with a big goal. Or tonight, where your power play doesn't generate enough for you, it doesn't generate anything really uh, through two opportunities, where do you get picked up? You get picked up by individual skilled plays on the penalty kill. And, you know, special teams, are it extends beyond just the power play. And right now what, what's happening with this Golden Knights team is every facet of the game, every area, every pocket, every person to a man is able to come through with a play when they're needed, when they're called upon. And that's why the Golden Knights are able to sit here on an eight-game win streak at 12-2-0 with eight out of a possible ten points right now on this road trip, looking for a clean sweep of this five-game road trip feeling pretty good about their game. You don't have to play, and you're not going to play many complete 60-minute efforts, but the key in all of this is the Golden Knights learning how and expecting to win when they don't have their best game at night in and night out. And you know, right now they're passing the test with flying colors, measuring stick game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They come up short in the Golden Knights, sweep the season series against Toronto. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show, the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. 4-3 to three the final score in overtime for Vegas. Riley Smith, two goals tonight. First time, and this is a great tweet from VGK underscore PO on Twitter. If you're not following him, it's the communications uh, Twitter account. You, you should do it. it, it you're, you're doing yourself a favor. Riley Smith, who played his 700th career game tonight, has back-to-back multi-goal games for the first time in his career. So stick tap to Riley Smith suiting up in his 700th career NHL game. He's got four goals over his last two games for the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And it started off really well for the Golden Knights. They score early. It's a fourth-line goal. You get the energy. You win that shift. It's a good start for the Vegas Golden Knights. And then Toronto, they find an answer quickly. And everything from that point was fairly even until Jack Eichel makes a play. And, and I'm not talking about the goal. The goal is great. The goal is fine. Jack Eichel makes a play in, in, in terms of the defensive side of the puck. His forecheck did not allow the Toronto Maple Leafs to break out of their own zone clean. His pressure forced a turnover. And when that happens, when you're able to get your best players buying into that being the type of, of, of way you play, all of a sudden things open up for you. It's a bang-bang play, tic-tac-toe. Jack Eichel scores the goal, but he's the guy that starts it all with a strong defensive effort, who I thought, you know, honestly, Jack was, was good tonight all in all assets of the defensive side of the puck. From there, you have Toronto's big second period. I thought they were really good. Outside of the first five or ten minutes or so, Toronto carried the majority of play there in the second period, and the Golden Knights found a way. 
shorthanded, killing a penalty, Riley Smith, William Carlson, power kill, original misfits, whatever you want to call them, they come up, they lift this Golden Knights team up, and then you just have a great play, Shea Theodore up the middle to, to Riley Smith, and Riley Smith in on a breakaway. It's almost unfair to Eric Schalgren in that spot. So the Golden Knights improve to 12-2-0 on the year. Eighth consecutive win, and Thursday night will be a big one at 4 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. Jack Eichel returns to Buffalo. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 to in overtime. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. We're talking about a 12-2-0 Vegas Golden Knights Hockey Club. We should have wall-to-wall calls. We're talking about 12 wins, 24 points in their first 14 games. This Golden Knights team is on a different level right now. And that's really an amazing thing, but... It, I wonder if we should be that surprised. Like, I wonder if we should be as surprised as we are that the Golden Knights are 12-2-0. Given how much we thought of this Golden Knights team, not at the beginning of this year, but the beginning of last season. We viewed the Golden Knights, and I touched on this in the pregame show. We viewed the Golden Knights two seasons ago as Stanley Cup contenders, top five in the league, a team that can stand toe-to-toe with Colorado and Tampa. That's the way that we viewed this Golden Knights team. And they were derailed largely due to injury. And yet here we are, somewhat surprised that this Golden Knights team is 12-2-0 when they're healthy. And yeah, I get it. It's a new coach. I get it. There are different players in some spots for sure. But you've got a healthy Jack Eichel. You've got a healthy Mark Stone. And you're seeing it buy-in to what Bruce Cassidy is, is, is selling, this Golden Knights hockey team is very, very good. And I don't think that 12-2-0 is too far off of where they should be in the standings right now. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you haven't called before, dial it up. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? Good, I'm fired up. In honor of Election Day, I, I voted for Riley Smith as the honorary governor. Of Nevada. <laughs> yeah, pretty good game for Riley Smith, eh? He's, he's, he's killing it. The Misfit line is back and more potent than ever. Um, mm. You see what six years of chemistry and working together can do, especially on three-on-three, where they just know where they're going to be. And it fired that overtime fired me up. Well, one, they won the face-off against Toronto's top line. But one by by stealing the puck from Mitch Marner, who gets a lot of grief from Toronto because of his contract, and they never feel that he produces enough. And then number two, they turn it over in the defensive end, and Riley Smith comes out of a cannon with not very often. So that that play fired me up, and that's one of the highlights of the season so far. All right, Sal. I- 
I'm I'm with you. I thought the overtime was really good. I thought the Golden Knights, once they got that shorthanded goal, they really did control play at five on five. That's a team wrestling momentum when they needed to, when they had to. Um, what are your thoughts on Buffalo? Like, I, I I know we don't usually do this. We don't usually look ahead to the next game, but it happens to be a, a real big one, uh, not just for the Golden Knights, but obviously for Jack Eichel. What what do you think is going to happen on Thursday night when Jack goes back to Buffalo? I have a lot of thoughts on Buffalo, but I'll keep it brief. Buffalo is that <laughs> darling team that's usually alive until Christmas, and now they can't even make it to Thanksgiving because they're in a free-for-all. I think they lost the Coyotes tonight. Um, they started off hot. They've, they're losing the bad teams. I mean, I think they still are a bad team outside of their top line. Um, they, they, I've watched a lot of their games. They give up a lot of odd-man rushes, and I, and I expect mm. to see that happen a lot. Um, I, we don't have to win this game. I expect us to win, though. It's not going to be a bummer if we don't, but I want to see Jack Eichel and the Knights come away with a 4 nothing win uh, to finish this road trip. Uh, I, like I said, I think Buffalo gives up so many high-danger odd-man rushes. They're not there defensively, and I think I, 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 I can't see. As long as we, we take them seriously, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a nasty victory for us. All right, fantastic stuff. Thanks for the call, Sal. 702-876-1340 is the number. Be like Sal. Call in. Talk about your Vegas Golden Knights, a team that is riding an eight-game win streak and is 12-2-0 so far on the year. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Wow, it's just too much to believe right now. And... It's way too early, and, you know, the only thing is, the only fear I have right this minute is that Stone will hurt his back again lifting that big metal cup. That that could be a problem for us. Uh, Let's hope no, it wouldn't be. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think it would be. The point <laughs> is is that uh, we survived the game tonight and won it with hard work and dedication and wonderful passing. The passing is tape to tape. It is so good. We made two huge mistakes at the blue line that cost us two goals. We had a, a weird too many men on the ice early in the game. Uh, these are things that you usually don't survive on low, long road trips, but the Knights are surviving that. And, and I think that is part and parcel of what's going on here. They're just finding a way every night. One question I have about... The uh, the particular penalty of too many men on the ice. When you have a penalty like that, who chooses the person that serves the penalty? Generally, it's it's you. You get to put whoever you want in the box. Okay, so it's yeah. the coach's decision to yeah. go ahead and and let's say in this case put Phil Kessel into the penalty box. Well. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna put Phil Kessel into the penalty box because Phil Kessel doesn't kill penalties, right? So you're gonna put you're going to put a player into the penalty box. You're going to have a player serve that penalty that is not going to be a player that factors into your penalty kill. Okay, and finally, for sure, because this will be a problem for a lot of us on Thursday, how do we sync up the radio call to the TV call? Well, to, to sync it up, I, that's going to be a tough one, right? Because the, the, you are going to get your radio call probably a few seconds prior to uh, your your television call on ESPN Plus or Hulu, but that's that's really going to be it. You you might have to listen ahead, 
a couple of seconds, but it'll give you a really good idea of when to really pay close, close attention to what's happening on your TV. You might be a couple of seconds behind. Okay, but it is possible, and it's not going to be like 12 seconds difference necessarily. I'll tell you this, Mike. I listened to the radio call prior to uh, for for every single game, right? Like that's that's part of the job, part of the gig. Um, you get used to it. It's not going to be egregious. It's not going to be bad um, because Dan and Gary do such a great job, kind of painting the picture for you, and it allows you to focus in on what's going to happen, how the play is going to develop. It gives you a little bit more insight into what's actually going to happen in front of you. So it's a, if you haven't watched it that way before, uh, it's a good way to watch a game for sure. Okay. I'll, certainly, I've given it a try before and become frustrated. This is a night where I think it's <laughs> got to be done. And let's make it a perfect 10. Why not? All right. I love it, Mike. Thanks for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Mike's talking about a perfect 10. That is 10 out of 10 points on this road trip. Vegas has already collected 8. They are 4-0 and so far on this road trip, which concludes on Thursday night against the Buffalo Sabres. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's talk about your 12-2-0 Vegas Golden Knights off to a phenomenal start to the year. At some point, we're going to have to stop saying off to a great start and just saying playing great hockey. That's where the Golden Knights are at right now. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Ivan. Ivan, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Hey, it's just so exciting to watch. This is what sort of was advertised last year. It's nice to see healthy bodies and depth and competition, and, and I think this is what the team is. I mean, they're just strong, all around strong. I, I got two things that I really am liking watching, though. I feel like the fourth line is just having dominant shifts on a regular basis. Sometimes, you know, outplaying the third and, and hazard to say the second line sometimes. They're just getting in there and making things happen for everybody else, and it's nice to see a dominant line. I think it's nice that other teams have to game plan around Eichel, Stone, and Stevenson instead of us working a game plan around them. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think that you know Jack Eichel and, and Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone, they're going to be really, really dominant. Like I, I think it has all the makings of a dominant line. It's all a matter of kind of putting things together and 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 building and building and building that chemistry. But it's coming. It's 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 you're seeing it it just has to be a little bit more consistent and then your point on the fourth line is well taken Nick Waugh Will Carrier Keegan Colasar they've had three games in a row that have just been dynamite and you know Nick Waugh had a couple of rough shifts tonight but outside of that the fourth line's been really good and you're going to take production from that line anytime you can get it oh for sure for sure and I'm super excited to see Buffalo because I think Obviously, they want that game so bad, and they want to they win that one for Jack. It was such a disaster last year, and uh, I hope they do it. I hope they pull out this 5-0 trip. All right, fantastic stuff. Ivan, thank you for the call. Um, I'm curious to see where you're at with this game against the Buffalo Sabres. Again, I know that we can talk about a 4-3 victory in overtime for the Vegas Golden Knights. We can talk about an eight-game win streak for Vegas. We can talk about 12-2-0, but really uh, the biggest game so far of the season, and that's not hyperbolic. I know it's the Buffalo Sabres, but listen, this one's important. It means something for the Golden Knights. It means something for Jack Eichel. 
What are your thoughts going into Thursday night's game against the Buffalo Sabres? What do you think is in store for Jack and the Golden Knights? Give me a call right now, 702-876-1340. I want to hear from you. It's your post-game show about your team that is 12-2-0. Wall-to-wall calls, 702-876-1340. We're back with more on the extended post-game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. It's the Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, 702-876-1340. That's the number. Give me a prediction for Thursday night against the Buffalo Sabres. If you're listening to this right now, you've never called in or you haven't called in in a while, pick up your phone, 702-876-1340. 1340, I want to hear a bold prediction or maybe even like a lukewarm prediction for the Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. So uh, I, I think that both teams are going to have a lot to prove because I think both teams really want to come out and say, we won the trade, the Eichel trade. So I think that both uh, Eichel and either Krebs or Tuck are going to put up points and probably uh, at least a goal on each side, um, just because I think they're both really, really motivated to win against their old club. Uh, but keeping with tonight and the game tonight, um, can we just talk a little bit about Riley Stone, Game 700, gets the OT winner and a shorthanded goal? Like, sheer mm-hmm. Smith. Did I say? What did I say? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Sorry. Thank you. My husband corrected me. Riley Smith in his 700th game getting a short-handed goal in the overtime winner. And yep. sheer force of willpower was not going to win this, to lose this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, Riley Smith has been just phenomenal all, all season long for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, you you, you need production from everywhere. And, and I think that you, you always want to try to see if you can break something apart that could make you deeper up and down the lineup. And the idea of putting Riley Smith at the beginning of the year with Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel made a lot of sense. But what you're starting to see is Riley Smith and William Carlson and, and, and Jonathan Marsha, so to an extent, right? Those three guys think the game in such a unique way that when you put them together, all they do is 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 play phenomenal hockey and come up with big time plays. Uh, the the shorthanded goal to me was ridiculous. It, it was one of those plays where it's a split second decision by William Carlson to get on his horse and turn what would have just been a one on one situation into a two on one. It's perfect passing. It's guys that have been playing together for six years and just feel it every single time they're on the ice together. Um, and Riley Smith now seven goals leads the team in goal scoring so far. Uh, great point, Stephanie, and thank you for the call. Uh, in his 700th career NHL game, Riley Smith puts the team on his back, makes a play, and then does it again in overtime to secure the victory. Great stuff from the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Philip. Hey, Philip, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. Well, quick shout-out to the Vegas Golden Knights for that OT victory. That was great. I was listening from from the whole game on my car. And my, my point to you about, you know, what's going to be the outcome against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Well, 
after a quick research on the final scores from their previous games, I think most likely it's going to probably be another close game between Buffalo and Vegas. But if it's a dominating one, I'll take it. But go Knights, go. What's impressed you most this year, Philip, about the Golden Knights? Well, quite frankly, I'm just barely tuning in into the hockey game. Well, to the to the whole sport of hockey, actually, and and mm. quite frankly, uh, so far they've been on fire from what I've been hearing these past couple of weeks. And um, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I got a quick question for you: Were they ever like this when they first debuted a couple of years back? Uh, like this? No, like not twelve two and zero. But the the Golden Knights when they when they came into the league, they were. Um, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, and uh, team to like their inaugural season was was out out of this world. They went to the Stanley Cup final in year number one. They they were a team that was not expected to do very much. They ended up winning their division in year number one, and then won three playoff rounds in route to a Stanley Cup final berth. So this is a team that you know has been good from jump. And this is maybe the best they've looked through 14 games of a regular season in their existence. Wow. All right, then. Well, pleasure talking to you, man. I'll keep on listening. Again, go Knights, go, man. Kill them at Buffalo. All right, fantastic stuff. Philip. thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 in overtime to improve to 12-2-0 so far on the year. That's 24 points out of their first 14 games on the year for the Vegas Golden Knights. And this one uh, was one of those games where it was kind of back and forth. The Golden Knights had a lead. Toronto finds a way to tie it up. Vegas gets another lead. Toronto finds a way to tie it up and then takes a lead of their own. And for the Golden Knights, you have to rely on your special teams, not your power play, but your penalty kill or power kill in this sense because Riley Smith makes a play with William Carlson to tie the game on a shorthanded goal midway through the third period. And then it's Riley Smith three-on-three Second goal of the game wins it in overtime for the Vegas Golden Knights, and really it was a strong uh, performance in that the Golden Knights did not falter from their game plan. They were resilient within this one without being desperate, and that to me is the sign of a really, really good Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. The Golden Knights will next be in action on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Buffalo Sabres. That's right, Jack Eichel. In his return to Buffalo, it'll be the second time that Jack has returned to Buffalo as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. It'll be an interesting game for sure. Thanks to Chris Chapman back in the studio, making sure everything sounds great and keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your insight, your phone calls, your thoughts and opinions on your Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.